FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel at My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. All I hear is music. Well, all I hear is you. You're in pretty good shape. So, oh, there you go. There we go. All right, let's 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 uh, get through the uh, Tim Tackett Jeff Jordan show <laughs> to, to kick it off. Uh, I was mentioning it was a pretty nice day today. Uh, fall is my favorite time of the year. You you haven't weighed in on that yet either way. It, it was a beautiful day, and as I told you today, got the flu shot and my last booster at least. I guess it's my last one. I don't know. Well, I mean, you, you do plan to get one again next year, don't you? I mean, live long enough to do that. You, you're saying that last one like you. <laughs> I, think, I think this is going to be like the flu shot. Yes, I believe you're going to get these every year from now on. I don't know. No one's announced that yet or said anything about it, but I believe that's true. It very well could be the case, Jeff. Uh, lots of things going on in sports. Of course, this time of year, uh, things begin to overlap a bit. Basketball uh, will begin soon at the high school level. It's certainly already started to practice as it began at the university level. Football's in full bloom. Uh, this is spring break, excuse me, fall break week for most schools, certainly in Rutherford County. So there's a very limited schedule this week, but uh, some very important games last week. Of course, Middle Tennessee uh, loses their conference opener to a very good San Antonio ball club on Friday night. The Titans win, and I know you want to talk about your Braves. Well, where you want to start? Well, go ahead and start with the Braves. Let's get that over with. <laughs> they win the pennant, you want to get it over with. That's right. Boy, spoken like a true Cincinnati Reds fan. Yeah, another 8-1 to slacking yesterday to the <laughs> mighty Cubs. Well, well, anybody that has been around sports very long, everybody's been through that, right? Yes, oh yes. In just about every sport. Um, but... The Braves have continued to surprise me, um, but they swept the Mets one three in a row, which, you know, I'm glad I don't gamble because I certainly wouldn't have gambled on that. But they have a two-game lead going into the last three games of the year, and what the, and they play the Marlins, a weak team. Um, I believe it's in Miami. It is in Miami. Wait a minute. So – they're two games ahead with three games to play. They have not clinched the planet pennant no, yet then. No, they need a – I think that's what you said. They need a Mets loss or a Braves win. I mean, they're they're on the cusp. But the Phillies have been there. <laughs> the Phillies, once again this year, are stumbling to, to the playoff position. Probably they're going to make it. But 
it's been a tough September for them, for, for sure. It really has been. And, you know, we were up there for the um, um, uh, National Education Association meeting. Uh, and, uh, uh, well, not, not the NEA, but... School board. Yeah. And superintendents and whatnot. The, the, right around the time, I guess the same... They'd only, they'd only been just a day or two, and they, and they got Harper, you know, from the Nationals. And... and he was going to be the answer, and he is a fine, fine player. And the Phillies were going to win every pennant in sight, and we're still waiting. So that just shows you—you know—you just—you just can't tell about about was this it, kind of thing. Was it '64 that the Phillies blew a yeah like a nine-game lead with two weeks to go, something like that? <laughs> I, I think mean, it was just, seven, seven and a half. Yeah, I mean, some, some, something almost impossible. Yeah, it was, it was locked up uh, pretty much, and and and, and you're right—they lost it. We to have the, a call to the, to the Cardinals, I believe. I don't. Well, if it's '64, it was the Cardinals because I know they went. They went to World Series that year for sure. Let's uh, get to the phones. Welcome in. Well, that's a. Hello. There you go. You got it. Hey, how you doing? Fire right. away. Jeff, are you uh, ready for your for your NL NL East uh, champion T-shirt and hat? You <laughs> buy that yet? Or? I no, I don't really do that sort of stuff. Well, but you don't do that sort of stuff. Obviously. That'd be all right though. I, I, you're, you're, I like you're it. still wearing your. Uh, I don't have that either, but I didn't know, man. I thought you might have went went and picked some picked some stuff up. Now they did sweep the Mets, and, and my Cubs are out eleven to twelve. They they tried to play good at the end of the year there. They, they a friend of mine told him for the year. Um, a friend of mine said, well, he, he thought they'd win seventy five before the year started. Thought the Braves would. Thought the Cubs. The Cubs. Cubs. How many Cubs. did they did they win? They've got seventy two. I mean, right now they've got four uh, three. Did games. they really? Yeah, they got, I, yeah, they got I didn't know they've they, they, they won, won like seven in a row. I was going to say. 11 out of 12. They've won these last 11 out of 12. Okay. They've won these last. But I think they've got, seven, they got three to go with the Reds. They've won 73, I believe it is. No, they, they, they just played the Reds three games. They can't play them anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, well, they played three in Chicago. They played three as close as Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, do they? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Yeah. yeah. Well, they about this weekend they played in Chicago. Then they're going to play the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Cincinnati. Well, it, don't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> So, it's a futile effort on all parts. Well, it don't really matter. I'm just saying that's what he, that's what he told me predictions. So I don't, talk about Jeff. Talk about something that matters. Well, well, how, how about them Wayne College Dragons? How about that Eddie George? He can coach, can he? He can coach, can he, Jeff? <laughs> well, how about them Wayne College Dragons? Fire Breed, didn't they? They probably put a hole in that stadium. Breed that dragon fire. Put it off here, didn't he? Well, Over we were. TSU. How about them Tigers? We were I'm talk- so glad I went to TSU, didn't you? I'm so glad I went. I didn't go to TSU, though. I'm glad I went to TSU, didn't you? <laughs> I'm glad I went there, don't you? Ah, dang. Well, they, they, they might be doing cooking this weekend. All right, All right Jeff, get, get to your point. You're fired up today. Well, what well, you well, well the Middle Tennessee lost, too, so I can't. But they did draw a pretty good crowd Friday night, I'd say that. What y'all think about the crowd? That was a pretty good crowd Friday night. Well, we'll talk about that here in just a bit. We, they, we clearly got that game to, to, to cover, and we're going to do that. Yeah, I know. And I, and I was going to say, too, uh, I'm surprised Oakland beat fighting as bad as they I know y'all won't. About that too. We will. We'll but get to I, that. I'll just uh, hang up and listen to the Joey Show. Appreciate it. I can't. I can't disagree with the surprise that Oakland beat Blackman as bad as they did. But Jeff, anything Oakland does anymore doesn't surprise me. Uh, it's it just. Uh, well, I, I don't. I don't know. It's just what it is. Um, yeah, I, and the Oakland's just a very strong, powerful, deep, well-coached football team, and. Although we have other teams in the county that you can say that they are relatively deep and well coached and and all that kind of stuff and talented, nobody I don't believe at this point can can match the, the Oakland Patriots. 
Well, they haven't. Uh, Coach Creasy has not lost since 2015, well, since he's been there, which is 2015, a region game. Uh, I don't know. You count on one hand, I guess, the number of games he's lost altogether. I don't know the, what that number would be, but it would be pretty small. It would be small. And and, which, and whenever you think about that, you you can't help yourself. You always think about Maribel. Maribel got beat this week. Yeah, that 22-year uh, 22 22 winning streak in the region, 141 straight games, region games, Jeff, Maribel had won. So uh, that – I, I can't I can't say that I know of any streak in high school football in Tennessee that really matches that. I wouldn't either. We've had undefeated teams and that sort of thing, but uh, twenty two years. You know, my goodness, you've got a long, long time there, and and uh, it's just. I mean, you you think well, you're going to come up on a night where, and this happens, where a, a, an injury or two beats you. Okay. Sure. Or more than likely, the weather beats you. Right. The, the, uh, that has happened. Usually, it's when it gets wet. That's a problem. And or uh, you just have a a bad spirit, vibe, day, night. Things are not going right, and it just happens to you. And if you're playing 15, 15 chances a year of that happening against a strong opponent, you, you could drop a game. But it hadn't happened. It hadn't happened, and it happened to Cleveland, Jeff, who's not having an outstanding season at all. Bradley Central was the team that I thought maybe had a shot at him. Uh, Dobbins Bennett gave him a pretty good football game the week before, so I think I think that I had figured Bradley, excuse me, uh, Maryville was a little bit more vulnerable this year than maybe they'd been in some years, but it certainly didn't see Cleveland beating them. No, and and we have thought that before, that that this will be the year. Yeah. Uh, that, that that they're down, and when they lost their coach. And he moved on to the college ranks, I believe, Virginia Commonwealth or Virginia Tech or somewhere. Right. Uh, he moved on. Uh, we, we thought, well, they get a new coach. They'll have to have some kind of a new system. And maybe this will weaken them a little bit. But it didn't. They, you know, they were still in the playoffs. The coach in waiting stepped right in and didn't miss a beat. Right. Same thing happened at Alcoa, by the way, when Gary Rankin left. Right. They, 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 they're rolling right along. And I don't think Gary's lost. <laughs> They've lost twice. They've lost the last two games. Matter of fact, they got beat back. Buchanan did. Yeah, Boyd Buchanan. They're the foreign. I think they're foreign too. They yeah. They started. Okay. Started out with four or five straight wins, and they lost. They lost. I know they lost last weekend. I think they lost the weekend before that. Still having a good year. Don't get me wrong. And uh, there's not much question in my mind, Jeff, that in two years he'll have that ball club right to top, well, top of the list. Wouldn't you think? I would think so. Yeah, we may not wait that long. I don't. I don't know. I. I was. Uh, uh, I, I think. I think Blackman now, uh, maybe we've stopped talking so much and started coaching better. Um, and I'm, I'm, I believe Blackman is, as will be a contender, contender uh, from now on. I think he's got a great program. He just happened to be in a in a region with a number of other great well, programs. Well, you, you think about Maryville going back to their 141 game winning streak. A lot of good football teams in regions one and two. Right for right. over twenty-two years, and it just happened to be in the same region with Maryville, right, or the same quad with Maryville, and and you know that's just one of those things that you look at and say, we wish we could do it some other way, but that's that's who you had to play. Well, uh, I, I can give the schedule this week, and everybody can remember it. It's one game, <laughs> and uh, Oakland goes to uh, the CPA in Nashville, and I have it on my schedule as a Saturday game. Now, somebody can call and correct me if they want to and tell me it's a Friday game, but uh, 
on, on the schedule that I have, and we're looking it up here now. I think we are looking it up, and we're going to see. But anyway, that's their next game, and that's the only one. It's fall break, and um, uh, and a lot of teams around the state do not play during fall break, and I think they're the only one locally that's played. They've always done that, just about. Well, and the, the reason for that, Jeff, is they just have to take games where they can find them. They, they don't get the luxury of saying, we're going to play these weeks, and then we can find somebody to play, and we're going to take off week seven. Because we that's fall break. Oakland has to take their game where they can find them because, Jeff, most people don't care to play Oakland, and you can understand why. Riverdale had the same problem once upon a time. Uh, Lipscomb Academy is now finding what that, seeing what that's about. Do we have an answer to the question? What, what day is that? Thursday. Thursday? October 6th. Well, it's neither Friday or Saturday, Jeff. He says it's Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a break. We'll research further. <laughs> somebody will call and for, Yeah, somebody call and, and let me know, know sure. when they actually play this week. All right, we'll take a break. Come right back with more All Sports Talk. If someone asked, what's your more? Would you be surprised? Well, at First Bank, knowing your more is where we start. Whether it's seeing your kid's college graduation, seeing the world, or seeing the ocean from your patio, your more helps us see who you are. That's why First Bank offers you more time, more access to local lenders and leaders, more answers, and more products. So tell us, what's your more? First Bank. Bank local. Get more. Member FDIC. Here's Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. We have treatments for the skin of your face. So not only do we want you to see young, we want you to look younger too and get rid of a lot of that sun damage. Dr. Craig McCabe, the eye doctor you hear on the radio. Maybe you've got dark spots, acne rosacea, even wrinkles. We can now treat McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call. Call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. This is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Did you know that you can plan your funeral in advance without actually paying for your funeral in advance? In other words, if it's not a convenient time to pay for your funeral, you can still choose your funeral items and we'll file them away for later. Let's consider that together. You make the decisions for yourself, and when that financial window opens up, it becomes an easier decision. Call me at 615-893-2422, and let's plan together. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Tim Tackett and Jeff Jordan. Jeff brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and uh, Lee Collins Financial Services with Edward Jones. Jeff, let's finish up our high school talk right quick. Go through that schedule one more time. It was pretty ambiguous. (laughs) We think we have tracked down some information here at WGNS Radio. (laughs) We think we've done this. Oakland is at CPA. And according to our schedule here at the station, 
It's Thursday night. See, if you go Thursday night and you're right, then you, you're right. If you go Thursday night and you're wrong, you still got Friday night to go with. If you go Saturday night and you're wrong, you miss Thursday night. Go Thursday. Just I think if you just go Thursday, that's the only time you. I have say to call go. the school, but there's nobody going to be there tomorrow. Well, no, that's true. <laughs> Schedule from that's this week, um, and then we'll really get into. Of course, everybody plays every weekend, and we'll slide into the playoffs, which are starting to shape up a little bit. And Tim and I'll get the get the standings here whenever he wants them. Last weekend, Oakland 53, Blackman 18, Riverdale 21, Siegel 7. Huge win for the Warriors there and a huge loss for Siegel. Eagleville, big win, 14-12 over Cornersville. Delighted to see that. Stewart's Creek put it on Rockvale. Rockvale's lost their quarterback, I think, for the year. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's true. 42-7 was that score. Cane Ridge beat Smyrna 35-14. The Ridge is... Leading the way, of course, in their district, in their region. Middle Tennessee Christian School, big win, 15-12 over Kings Academy. And Dixon County beat Laverne, 34-28. The uh, Region 4, 6A, Jeff, is Oakland. That, that's, that's firmly established now that they will once again win that region. But 2, 3, 4, and 3 and 4 for sure are, are up in the air. Tried to remember the the possible ties, and there may be one down here. But Oakland, they're three and zero in in the region, six and zero overall. Blackman's two and one, but of course they lost the tiebreaker since they lost to Oakland this last week. Blackman five and two, Rockville two and one, four and three overall. Riverdale's one and two, four and three overall. But remember, Rockville beat Riverdale, so that gives the, Rockville the the tiebreaker there. Uh, Stewart's Creek, one and two, three and four overall, and Siegel, zero oh and three, uh, and four and three overall. That that really doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? But it does tell you a little bit about how tough this region is. Siegel haven't won a region game, but they're four and three. Yeah, uh, and, and one of those wins was Lebanon was rated number yeah. four or five in the state. At yeah, the time. that's exactly right. So that's a, a rather an odd situation there. So Siegel's dangerous, dangerous, I think, and and showing a good deal of improvement. Division two in the east, Middle Tennessee Christian School six and one. They're two and zero in the division. Region five one A Eagleville is four and three, um, and and they're tied for third at two and one. And region six six A Smyrna's five and one overall. They're second, and Laverne one and six overall. And I think they're tied for fifth. In that, in that Eagleville's win was big in the sense that it, it makes it much more likely now to be in the playoffs. I, yes. Nothing's for sure. Absolutely. Any, but, but it's a pretty good bet now. Yes, I, I agree with that. Um, Floyd Walker does a, a really a solid job as a, as a football coach. He really does. I, I'm, I'm just delighted of his approach uh, to, to, to football at that level. Um, and I, I think I think they've got an excellent chance. They've been in the playoffs every year, but one that he's been there. So you know what does that say? Jeff Middle Tennessee played uh, San Antonio on Friday night after the big win at Miami, and, and I meant to say this last Monday, but didn't. But I shared it with a lot of other folks that uh, it's one thing to come about, try to bounce back from a loss like they did against James Madison, and they bounced back from that very well, win three straight games. Sometimes it's even tougher to bounce back from a big win over a Miami. And, and, and come back and play as well. Didn't play as well, but Jeff, San Antonio's a very good team. Uh, may may be the best team on our schedule. And as a number of people have said 
to me, and I've also heard it on TV, which makes it official, of course, when you hear anything on TV. Oh, is it on the Internet? Oh, no, it was on TV, so we, it's really, well, if it was on the Internet, it would definitely be official. But the San Antonio was probably better than Miami. Yeah. And they probably were. And they were certainly quicker than we were. But they, they had many struggles against us. But, you know, Tim, just, just looking at it as a trying to analyze and watch what's going on without looking through everything with, you know, blue lens glasses, um, and, and until we can play better defense, we don't have really a whole lot of gripe. Really, we don't. We, we've got to, particularly against the pass, and our poor quarterback is running for his life every play, it seems like. Yeah, but the, we, people would say the week before that wasn't true. Well, I'm just telling you what was yeah, true. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was true Friday night. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And and people ask me, well, what, what would happen to the Blue Raiders? And I said, they got beat by a better team. Yeah, probably so. Uh, and think about how difficult it is to go through a schedule and play at the top of your game every week. Alabama didn't do it on Saturday. Arkansas was down 28 to nothing, came back and had a chance to take a lead before Alabama, I guess, maybe woke up. Georgia, very fortunate to beat a very poor Missouri ball club. Uh, so you just got to understand that there are teams – there's kids on the other side with scholarships and coaches are trying to win as well and sometimes you just get beat a better team middle tennessee uh, did not have their best game but they say san antonio is awfully good now the, the key is coming back the next two are the uh, probably the best two teams left on their conference schedule that is at uab on saturday and then at home against western kentucky the next week winning two of those two games and jeff they're in great shape lose both those then you know they're, they're going to be right in, in the murky water so who knows and and i'm not sure where i'm betting it you, you're not you, you don't gamble though no i don't but, but if i were <laughs> if you were you would bet how you're not gonna say yeah. I, I would bet we would split those games and i would pray that i would be right and you'd pray that that split would be western kentucky being the victim yeah, right you would always be. want to be western yes well, going to UAB on Saturday will be tough, but I, 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 I still got a good feeling about the Raider Ball Club. We'll just have to see how it works. Well, no question, we were very competitive. Uh, I, absolutely, I mean, we, and we could have won the football game, Jeff. And at what was it, thirty-four to thirty-eight to twenty? Was it when the San Antonio scored the first play, first series of the second half, and all hope was lost? I mean, this was just you know, just let's keep it close. And all of a sudden, it was five minutes to go in the game. Middle Tennessee got the football with a chance to tie the game. Right. How did that happen? I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Well, one was a big lumbering defensive end slapping the ball <laughs> up in the air and grabbing it. And then did you see him take the quarterback, try to, try to tackle him, just get away from me, son. <laughs> so that was, that, that was a huge play for sure. He is a large person. Isn't he, he was a large guy. Yeah, he was rumbling too. I don't want to mess with him. <laughs> so, middle got some got some key turnovers. That that's what gave him an opportunity. And and then, you know, I kind of hate to see that last uh, touchdown go down the on the books to make it forty five to thirty. But someone made the point to me, and as much as I thought about it, it, it made some sense. It said the only way Middle Tennessee could win the football game was to let San Antonio score because if they made the first down, we we're out of timeouts. The game's over. 
they score, you get the kickoff. Let's say you run it back. Onside kick, get the ball. Long shot to be sure, but at least it is a shot. So I don't know if that's what happened or not. But anyway, uh, go to Birmingham on Saturday for a football game there. Birmingham's been probably the best program in the la- in what the Conference USA in the last five years. Would you say yeah, th- probably that'd so. be the case? Certainly amongst them. And, and uh, I don't know that we have a rivalry with, with UAB, but, you know, kind of we do. And, and, and it's been uh, evident in basketball as well. Well, that's about to go by the board because yeah. UAB will no longer be in Conference USA next year, but that's uh, for another time. Chip Walters is going to certainly come around and talk about that uh, coming up. As I mentioned, uh, men's basketball, women's basketball at, at college are warming up. And uh, those seasons coming up, and I'm looking forward to basketball. I can tell you that. Well, we uh, high school. Well, it's all within a, a month or so of practice getting underway, and uh, I think we, I think we're, we're going to have some really exciting basketball. I'm not really all that cognizant on the high schools at this point, but I certainly am on Middle Tennessee and men's and women's, and we've got two good teams out there. Very good teams. Uh, one thing I can tell you, Blackman girls are going to be really hard to beat well i don't doubt that we're going to be really hard to beat let's take that break when we come back chip walters will have our blue raider insider report When severe weather strikes, we break in. Tornado warning for central Rutherford County. Our own meteorologist giving you a complete Rutherford County forecast. So you should be in shelter already. In there is no safer place in the storm. News Radio WGNS. The traffic volume building pretty good out here. I-40 uh, going eastbound past the airport here at Donaldson Pike, continuing out through Wilson County. A little bit busy on 109 now as you head up towards Gallatin out of Wilson County. Uh, 65 looks good, but it's just heavy down through Brentwood, Franklin. A little bit of radar earlier, I-40 through certain parts of Kingston Springs just before you get out into Dixon County. Ober Gatlinburg Restaurant and Lounge celebrating Oktoberfest. Check it out online at obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Listen each weekday morning at 9 o'clock for the Roundtable here on News Radio WGNS. Interesting hosts and guests with the news, views, politics, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County here on News Radio WGNS. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even cost less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. Parks Auction. We handle everything. The auction is a means of drawing people together for a quick, easy sale. I've always been a big fan of auctions. You know, you get instant sale, no contingencies and everything. I've known the guys over there my entire life. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Hi, I'm there. Enjoy having a high now. Call Parks Auction at 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance... 
Think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance, 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Want to remind you right off the bat, coming up at 6 o'clock tonight, it's Rick Stockstill live from the Boulevard. Hope you can come by and join us. If not, it'll be live right here on WGNS at 6 o'clock. Well, the Blue Raiders coming off a 45-30 defeat uh, at the hands of UTSA. The Blue Raiders had a sluggish start defensively in the ballgame. But uh, UTSA got the lead, and Middle had to play from behind most of the night. Uh, The Blue Raiders cut it to a one-score game at 38-30, and you talk about being efficient offensively. At that point in the ballgame, Middle was down eight, and there had been three possessions where Middle had gotten field goals and had not gotten touchdowns. Well, had they gotten touchdowns on two of those possessions – They would have been within one. Had they gotten touchdowns instead of field goals on all three, well, they would have had the lead at that point. But that was not the case. Uh, Frank Harris, the quarterback of UTSA, he is as good as anybody you will see in college football, and their set of wide receivers is definitely uh, just as good as anybody you'll see. But the Raiders uh, stayed in the fight and now have to turn around, hit the road this week to take on UAB, who was a loser at Rice, 28-24. Rice, you say? Well, Rice right now is 3-2 on the year, just like the Blue Raiders are. Here's a look at uh, the scores from over the weekend. Uh, North Texas beat FAU 45-28. UTEP wins at Charlotte 41-35. Uh, Troy in a non-conference game at Western Kentucky beats the Hilltoppers 34-27. And FIU went on the road and won at New Mexico State in a non-conference game that will be a conference game next year 21-7. Okay, here are the overall records in the league right now, and that is North Texas is 3-3. Rice, UTSA, Western Kentucky are all 3-2. FAU is 2-4. UTEP, 3-3. They've played six games already. Louisiana Tech off to a sluggish start at 1-3. Middle Middle is at 3-2, right there with the top of the league. 2-2 Two and two for FIU and UAB. Charlotte is one and five on the year. North Texas has won their first two conference games, so they are the rabbit that has uh, jumped out here early. All right. Other news in the Hall of Fame. Uh, induction is set for Friday, October 14th at the Emmett and Rose Kennan Sports Hall of Fame at 6 o'clock. It is open to the public. Normally, it has happened uh, on game day, but it was moved to uh, to the to homecoming weekend and moved to Friday night, where everyone can enjoy all of the festivities on homecoming Saturday. All right, uh, over the weekend, softball 
swept action against Trevecca Nazarene University and also against Jackson State Community College over the weekend. Middle Tennessee soccer took a point off of rival Western Kentucky in a 1-1 draw. Uh, here in Murfreesboro in a match over the weekend. Tennis, Oscar Brostrom Paulson needed two more singles wins in two days of the ITA All-American Championships on Sunday to advance to the qualifying round. Also, women's tennis picked up five wins to end the MTSU Invitational. And on in volleyball, Middle Tennessee in a four-set win over FIU. The Blue Raiders are now 12-5, and 1-2 and two in Conference USA. All right, that's it for this Monday. Join us at 6 o'clock from the Boulevard right here on WGNS. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Halls Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Halls Auto Care. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence and service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Fans heating and air and Lee Collins Financial Services with Edward Jones bringing you Jeff Jordan every Monday. He's glad that he's with us. Jeff, we didn't mention anything about Kevin Byard and his induction into or having his number retired. That that, that cat, cat got out of the bag, what, two or three months ago. But that's what was going to happen. The official dedication took place on Friday night, and I thought it was done very well. Nice to have Mike Keyes and uh, John Robinson and a bunch of the Titans execs that were there. And uh, Kevin seemed to be very humbled by it. You know, I, I, I've never met him, and I don't know whether you have or not. No, I have not. But he must be an incredibly nice man. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes. Off, uh, now on the football I've, I've field, heard no but, one say anything different. Yeah, I, I agree. And, he, and if he's a jerk, which a lot of athletes, I'm afraid, they are, and a lot of other people are too, I guess, but <laughs> if he's a jerk, it has never come out in an, that I know of in an interview or anything like that. Uh, he always seems like he's got it together. He's. Uh, I was I was listening to him on television, and um, the, and they had a, a little review of the of the of retiring his jersey and so forth. And then after the game was over, and of course they had won big game in, on the road against the team that's supposed to win the the the, the division, Indianapolis. And they asked him a couple of questions about how he played or whatever, and he was, and he, yeah, he was fine. He he was having none of that, none of it. He said, "We got a long way to go, and we better get with it." <laughs> and he said, "We we are we." I can't remember how he put it, but 
he was letting the audience know. They were nice to compliment him, so forth, so forth. But he, he said, we, we, we just got a lot of things we've got to correct. Kevin Byard is two-star recruit out of Lithonia, Georgia. Ends up in Middle Tennessee, an all-conference player three of his last four years. I think he's started all four years. And then not only did he get into the NFL, but, Jeff, I think he, I think it's a huge break for him and for us that he ended up at Tennessee Titan, 30 miles up the road. Uh, that made that, that star shine so much brighter around. And, and, and the Titans enjoy the fact that he's from Murfreesboro, I think. that You know, they call him the mayor of Murfreesboro on the Titans ball club, which, which I think delights Kevin and delights me, frankly. Yeah, and, you know, I never – I guess we knew at the last year that he played that he was um, about to set a record for interceptions or whatever. And if, if yeah, you he were, caught more than some wide receivers did. Yeah, <laughs> you were probably there as, as, as I was when he caught the last one, and I remember that he was – he was absolutely wide open. <laughs> there wasn't a receiver anywhere around him, <laughs> and he and he figured it out. A nice pattern, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And he ran and caught the ball. And that was number, if I'm not mistaken, that was his 19th. 19, I think that's right. And that's a ton. I mean, that's just a lot. But anyway, uh, he he played well yesterday. Played well the week before. He's he's reliable. He oh, I don't want to jinx him. He he doesn't appear to get hurt, um, so you know I'm 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 hoping that he can hang in there. Jeff, you know this as well as I do. It's wonderful when your best player is also your best uh, citizen on your ball club. Yes, yeah. I mean that's that's the combination that you dream about because more times than not, that best player is something that a little less than desirable in in some some other areas. And that kid who is the great kid. Can't play a lick, but the great kid. But when they when they both come together, it's a pretty special thing. So, and you know the thing that was kind of, kind of interesting to me that we finally realized that we need to put Teddy Morris's number up uh, on the, on the stadium. Uh, the uh, only other retired jersey in the history of Middle Tennessee had not been there all along. So it's kind of nice to get that number up on the on the press box as well. And I I think if we we went back and looked. You know, there, there's probably three or four other people that we might want to, you know, consider. But I've thought about honor. that. You know, you, you go you back. Kelly Holcomb comes to mind for sure. And Joe Campbell comes to mind. Comes to I mind. Mean, what a fine running back he was. I, but, but of course, I Teddy is as he's known around here, a former Central quarterback and longtime realtor, and just a really a real gentleman. Friend of mine, friend of yours, uh, he he certainly deserved it without question, and Kevin deserved it. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to see that name up there. Sure would. Well, it, it, it is. By the way, it's it's there. It was on the stadium uh, press box going in. So, Middle Tennessee, we mentioned that it goes to UAB and and then Western Kentucky at home for homecoming on the fifteenth. Uh, I guess that is. It's a week from Saturday. Looking forward to those two games for sure. Uh, we mentioned the Titans a little bit with Kevin Byard. Uh, not an overly impressive win again, but it is a win. Jeff, they are struggling mightily to score in the second half of a football game. They they just dominate the first half, and then it's like they take some type of offense, take sleeping gas at halftime because I, I think they've scored what one touchdown in four games in the second half. I don't know what the, what the problem is. They are, they are very fortunate to be two and two, and there's no question about that. But on the other hand, they really ought to be three and one. 
I, they should have beaten the Giants, and they didn't. Well, they would have, should have, could have. They could have, yeah. should have won that one, but they're one of those two that they did win, they probably could have lost or should have lost. Maybe so. I don't know. And you were talking about uh, uh, maybe during the break, I forget, about uh, uh, the, the third down thing, and we, we'd have a team in bad bad field position, bad spot, you know, third and 12, third and 20, whatever it is. And against the Titans, I'd almost bet you that the other team gets a first down. I mean, it just happens all the time. And matter of fact, the thing that really turned the game around the other night in the in the first half, at least, was that Titans had them in, and they kept slipping away and slipping away and slipping away, but they they fumbled. Yeah. And and the Titans got it, and 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 through no effort of their own, by the way, the guy dropped the ball, and, and that certainly helped because we weren't going to stop him. I don't believe. Now, maybe we might have held them to a field goal. I don't know. But, you know, we, we just give up a lot of yards. I mean, just a ton of yards. Pro football is a strange animal, Jeff. Uh, you know, the Buffalo Bills look like just absolute world beaters after they t- took the Titans apart in week two, turned around and win, lose the next week. Did win yesterday, but by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin, so to speak. The Jaguars, who have been the, the format of the, <laughs> of, the, of the league, showing some life for sure. The Colts. All but left for dead after yesterday, I would think. But uh, who knows what that's going to be like? But it's it, it's a strange strange deal. And and by the way, Tampa Bay is uh, vulnerable. They Tom Brady lost the football game last night. Just, and he had lost the week before, right? I think so. Right? They're two and two. I uh, I never can remember the kid's name uh, from the the Tampa not the, the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. No, 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 not the Chiefs, the, the, the Jaguars. What's his name? The Heisman Trophy winner from Clemson. What's his name? Trevor. Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Okay. Well, what he and we we talked about this off mic last week. What he needed to do was get away from Urban Meyer. That's what he <laughs> needed to do. Pretty obvious, really. I mean, Meyer insulted him on TV a time or two. Said he wasn't ready. All that kind of stuff. He wasn't ready because he didn't get him ready. You know, he had all. This, but anyway. He's he's ready now. He's playing very well. Mahomes, did you watch any of the game last night? I didn't watch yep. a lot of it, but I watched some. The, the, the little push pass he got from the two-yard line, <laughs> wasn't that something? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's inventive, isn't he? Yeah, and, and I like the way the announcers kind of went through it. It says he's a, he's a kid playing a kid's game. He plays it just a little differently than, than most people dare do. And, and sometimes he gets you in trouble, but more times than not, he can pull it off. Well, he can invent something in the middle of a play, no question about that. On the other hand, he got intercepted, too, late yeah. in the game. So, I mean, you know, he's human. But he he does have a skill set that most quarterbacks, even other quarterbacks in the league today, probably just about all of them, they don't appear to have that that skill set. Now, I mean, there are others that are better at certain things than he is, maybe, but Tell you what, that, that kid can play. Go back into the good old days of Johnny Unitas. Can you imagine Johnny Unitas making plays the way Patrick Mahomes does? No. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Unitas would throw the ball on, on a dime from 25 With yards away. With perfect form, by the way. Yeah, yeah, perfect form. That's exactly correct. No, no sidearm stuff to him, no underhand, no bolo no. shot, no push shots. No, no, no. No, no, no. That would be, no. That would be sacrilege. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. <laughs> but you would have a completion. But it wouldn't be It wouldn't be something that people would talk about. So, oh, what a tremendous athletic play that was. No. Uh, but he's not by himself. I mean, Bart Starr wouldn't have done that stuff. No, no, no. It wasn't fundamentally sound. You know what else is fun to watch about those games 50, 60 years ago? The condition of the field. I mean, they played on some horrific fields. More dirt than grass. 
you know, uh, it, it was awful playing like, like playing on concrete in some cases. Yes, and I, I've, of course, I've, I like you, and I'm sure a lot of other people too have watched films from the 40s and 50s and 60s, and these players look like high school players in many cases as far as their size is concerned. Oh, yeah. They, they don't have anybody 320 pounds playing in the line next to a guy that's 310. That just doesn't happen. It didn't happen. But, uh, of course, today that's that's regular. There are a lot of lines that, that average 300. I mean, you know, they're just huge, huge human beings. Large folks. Yeah. Uh, you remember, too, and uh, every once in a while I actually talk to people. Oh, no. Yeah, I do. And, do they listen? <laughs> and, well, we were talking the other night, and I said, do you remember when the goalposts were right up on the, on on the goal line? On, there were two the of them. Line. Yeah, there were two of them. And you could literally, well, first of all, if you used it right, you could use it as, as a screen. Yes. You could use the goalposts because the player couldn't get to you. But on the other hand, you could also run into it, which would, of course, kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Or the defense That's could. That's what it's called a post play back That's in the day. That's exactly right. <laughs> the defense could do that too, so you'd spend all your time making sure you avoided those things. But they moved them, of course, and, uh, and <laughs> thank goodness. Um, but anyway, it, it, the game has changed a little bit, yes. And you're right about the field, yes. Really bad. Let's take another break, come back, and uh, wrap things up on All Sports Talk. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You can only get that on the Wake Up Crew, right? Yes. <laughs> no one else is talking about it at all. Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Chip Walters here with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. I was named a top 10 agent in the number one Exit Realty office in America in 2021. The top question I get around town, how's the market? Eh, good question. And the answer's changed a few times this year alone. I'd like to know what you've heard and share some solid data we have. Give me a call and let's have a cup of coffee and take a look at what's happening in your neighborhood. All my contact info is right on my website, choosechip.net. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The traffic volume building pretty good out here, I-40, uh, going eastbound past the airport here at Donaldson Pike, continuing out through Wilson County. A little bit busy on 109 now as you head up towards Gallatin out of Wilson County. Uh, 65 looks good, but it's just heavy down through Brentwood, Franklin. A little bit of radar earlier, I-40 through certain parts of Kingston Springs just before you get out into Dixon County. Oberg Gatlinburg Restaurant and Lounge celebrating Oktoberfest. Check it out online at obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Join the team at Murfreesboro's favorite pizza restaurant. Sir Pizza is now hiring at all three locations. Come by and be part of the team at Sir Pizza. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. If you're looking for a bank that's professional and friendly and kind and uh, you're going to get all the good things taken care of for you, First Bank in Murfreesboro, across the state of Tennessee, First Bank fine sponsor of All Sports Talk. Well, let's see, Jeff. Uh, what have we not covered that we need to get to? Well, one thing that I, uh, I, I'd like to at least give a little publicity to, and that is that Riverdale and Oakland both celebrating 50 years uh, th- this year of existence. And um, 
They opened in 72, and they are both schools planning all kinds of various things and have already done some various mm -hmm. things. And um, we'll have a, these items going on throughout the year. And if you can attend something, do something, uh, support somebody, please do so. And, of course, we've got a city full of graduates from both those schools, as well as others, but these, these two special this year. Yeah, it, uh, not that long ago those two schools were the new schools in town, right? That's right. Built out in the country. That's right. Uh, yeah, you're, you're exactly correct. We drove in the last night from my granddaughter's uh, in the Christiana, and um, uh, Riverdale is downtown, <laughs> you know, compared sure, to what it was sure, when it was sure, built. Sure. When it was built, I think, I think there was one building on Warrior Drive. I believe that's correct. It was a church. I believe that was the only probably up near two thirty one. Exactly, uh, there might have been a house. Well, actually, the Warrior Drive the first year did not go all the way through. Right. So, yeah, let's just talk in the last four or five minutes. We've got about what I call overreaction Monday. You know, mm. it, it happens all the time. I mean, Middle Tennessee is a great example of that. Uh, Win against Miami, and, and I was one of them. But you, you, you get to where you overreact sometimes to a big win to the point that you think, well, okay, now we're going to win every game. And so when you didn't, don't be San Antonio, some people are overreacting about, okay, we're, oh, woe is me, we're back in the dumpster again. And as I mentioned, uh, the Titans, after their first loss against the Giants, my gosh, Jeff, the Titans fans were just, the season has all gone away. And now uh, it everything's right in front of them. So it's a long season, and, and I mentioned – it's very difficult for anybody to play their top game every week and expect the other team not to play their top game every week. There are scholarship athletes on both sides of the field. There are pro, pro athletes on both sides, coaches that want to win. Uh, sometimes you just get beat by a better team or a better effort, uh, even though you want to give that. It just doesn't happen every week. No, it doesn't. And I, I think, too, that all of us are a little bit guilty. America appears to be. Maybe this is true worldwide. I don't know. I've never lived worldwide. But – we like polls. We love predictions of who's going to do what. And, and we're always talking about, well, next year, I think such and such and all. And we fail to sometimes enjoy the moment. Or, and I've heard many players say this, and so have you, and we both have said it as coaches, don't get too high or too sure, low yeah. on, on how you are because there's always tomorrow, there's always another day. And you may be really, really good, and I've got no problem with that. But there are people that are staying up nights trying to figure out a way to stop you from being really, really good. You might as well accept that and and deal with it. And I think that's true of Middle or the Titans or anybody else. The idea you could lose one game to the Giants and, and be all down on your coaching staff and all that kind of stuff. Well, down at the U in Miami on Monday or Sunday or Saturday afternoon, Sunday evening, I say, the overreaction from the Miami people is still going on. And Texas A&M now has lost a couple times, and they're, they're looking and saying, we got a coach that's on his contract for 10 more years. He's got a $93 million contract buyout, by the way, <laughs> Jimbo Fisher. Now, is Jimbo Fisher not a good coach? Yes, I think he is. Can he do a good job at A&M? Yes, he can. But, Jeff, you, in SEC or even Conference USA, you don't just go in and say, all of a sudden we're going to dominate a league that's got Alabama in it, that's got Tennessee in it, that's got LSU in it, got Georgia in it, you know, and and 
year after year after year, Tennessee's finally making their comeback. Jeff, they've been irrelevant for the last 12, 15 years, haven't they, more or less? Yeah, and I and you use Jimbo Fisher as an example, and, that, and that's, a good, that's a good example. Uh, and a lot of people thought that they might be the number one team in the SEC. They had a good chance to beat Alabama, yeah, yeah, yeah. which they just did last year. You're correct. And – uh, and et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. Well, I, you didn't hear Jimbo Fisher say that. Correct. He, he knows better. <laughs> I mean, he's the guy that's got to play all these people. Uh, so yeah, I, I think we, we, could, we could temper ourselves I'd a little bit. I'd be interested to get on a University of Kentucky football chat show this afternoon and see how they overreact to the <laughs> Ole Miss loss. I don't know if you watched or not, but Kentucky did everything they could to give that football a game yes, away. Yes, they did. finally did. Yeah, finally decided here, Ole Miss, just go ahead and take it. My wife and I disagree strongly about Kiffin. I enjoy watching him, even though he's a jerk. <laughs> she refuses to watch him because he's a jerk. So, but he is entertaining. So you, you both agree on the thing. You just yeah. you respond to it differently. He's 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 uh, 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 an entertaining guy, don't you think? He is an entertaining guy. He's he's different. And he's, he's got a way of, of – Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. He, and he said the other day, the girl interviewed him. He didn't like that, by the way. And he said something, and she said – and he said, well, we are 5-0. and oh. And I thought, okay. <laughs> well, let's see if Rick Stockstill has overreaction. I don't think he will. No. Uh, he'll get ready for UAB, and, and he's got a football club that's 3-2, and two, still poised for a good season, hopefully. Rick Stockstill Live is up next on WGNS Radio. Monty Hale in tomorrow for All Sports Talk. All Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm Agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles, here's Dan Byer. Pittsburgh Steelers are turning to Kenny Pickett as their starting quarterback for their Week 5 matchup against the Bills. That's according to a report from the NFL Network that says the Steelers will start the first-round rookie out of Pitt after he replaced Mitchell Trubisky in their loss to the Jets yesterday. Dolphins have the Jets coming up in Week 5, but Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel ruled that Tua Tungavailoa will not play in the game because of his concussion. Everything involved with how we approach the medical situation, still very confident in how, how we did that. Broncos running back Javante Williams done for the year after tearing the ACL and LCL in his right knee in yesterday's loss to the Raiders. Well, the Broncos also lost linebacker Randy Gregory for a while. He's going to be out following arthroscopic surgery to his meniscus in his knee. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor has a chance to play Thursday against Denver despite an ankle injury. Rams and Niners tonight wrap up week four at 8.15 Eastern time. Next, another special News Radio WGNS broadcast. 